there was a lady who needed some trees cut on her land. Not just some trees, a lot of trees because she had a lot of land. So this lady went to the Bunnings to buy a chainsaw. She got it to the Bunnings and she told the man behind the counter, I need a chainsaw to cut many, many trees. Give me your best chainsaw. The man behind the counter says, okay, come with me. And he showed her the chainsaw. This is the Husvarna model 1000, the best chainsaw we've got. With this chainsaw, for sure, you can cut a hundred trees in a day, no problem. Wow, that's the one I'll get, said the lady. She bought the chainsaw and went back home. Next day, she came back to the Bunnings and went back to the same man and said, that chainsaw you cut, you said I could, that chains, the chainsaw you sold me, you said I could cut a thousand trees with it or a hundred trees a day with it. I was only able to cut 30 trees in one day, not a hundred. I want my money back. The man said, oh, but I said in a day, you make sure you wake up early in the morning, nine o'clock, wake up, work all day until five o'clock. If you do it like that, I'm sure, guaranteed, you will be able to cut a hundred trees in a day. Okay, said the lady, I'll give it a shot. But she went back. Next day she came again and she went to the man and said, listen, I woke up at seven, started working straight away with the chainsaw, cutting trees, working until seven at the evening and I was only able to cut 50 chainsaws, not a hundred like you told me. I want my money back. The man said, I'm sure you can cut a hundred trees with this chainsaw easily. You know what? Tomorrow is my day off. Tell me where you live. I will come to your place and I will show you that you can cut a hundred trees with this chainsaw. Next day, the man arrives at the lady's place. They go to the woods to cut the trees. So the man starts the chainsaw. Vroom, 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 and the lady is Oh, that's a funny noise. <laughs> and the point behind that joke is sometimes you need to be told how to use something before you realize how to actually use it. And throughout this, these two days, I've been telling you different ways you can use your mind. And hopefully, at some point in this retreat, you're like, oh, that's a funny noise in my mind, or a funny, let's say, feeling. I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could create peace in my mind, that I could create love in my mind, that I could practice acceptance instead of trying to push things away, and that I can relax my body whenever I want to, to a certain degree at least. And with these teachings, it's just a little start for you to uh, start investigating the amazing, amazing powers of the mind. And there's so many more 
uh, meditation teachings and wisdom teachings that we have been given in our tradition. And I hope this gave you a start, or some of you already meditated before, most of you, but gave you, a, uh, if not a start, then at least a way forward to explore your mind. And to, uh, so we talked about accepting things as they are, because life is always going to be difficulties on the road of life. And if we fight those difficulties and try to push them away, not want them, we only create more difficulties. So we learn to be like the wise king with the demon. Remember that story? The wise king with the demon. Instead of trying to chase the demon away, the wise king was kind to the demon and accepting and by that, the demon was no longer growing stronger and stronger. Likewise, if we have uncomfortable feelings in our body, our mind, we do not start to chase them away. We accept them as they are. And if we have certain thought patterns that we might not like, or certain sicknesses, certain f things, could be diseases, could be traumas, addictions, uh, other thought patterns, anything in our mind. If we want to do anything about it, in my experience and opinion and in the, that of my teachers, it always has to start with acceptance first. Because if you do not fully accept the way things are, you cannot change them because you're not seeing how things really are. So we accept things first, then the next step, if necessary, we try to change it. But you, very often, just by acceptance alone, things already start to change, like the demon in the palace. Just by the king being kind and accepting the demon already had less power and grew smaller and smaller. These are some of the teachings of the Buddha. And I hope that will answer a lot of your questions in life, how to go about life. But it did not answer everybody's question because I still got one last minute question. And I've already read it. It's just a small, simple question, really. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> With a big smiley face. I like that one. That's what it's like. What's the meaning of life? The meaning of life, according to Sunyo, is to learn to accept that life has no meaning. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> to learn to accept that life has no meaning. That's my meaning in life. Often people look for a bigger meaning in life, something that's some, something written in the stars or some higher power that gave us a meaning and purpose in life. But in Buddhism you will not find that there is a higher meaning behind life itself that is like written in the laws of the universe or anything. 
And to me, that's a relief. Because if there was a higher meaning, say, given by a god or whatever, what if you did not like that meaning? <laughs> then you would be really in, in trouble. Let's say, uh, what is the saying in the Bible again? Uh, make joy and multiply or something like that? You, you know that? Anyway, let's say that was the purpose of life, to multiply, have more, more kids and more uh, human beings. And if you would be like me, and you don't want kids, and nothing wrong with kids, but I don't like it, if that was the meaning of life, I would be in much much problems. If the meaning of life was go in your hut and live a solitary life all by yourself, then I would be good and Venerable would be good. But many of you would be in, in trouble. <laughs> Luckily, neither of those is the meaning of life. And many other things we could make up and that other religions think is the purpose of life. Luckily, it's not that way. But that leaves us in a place to accept that life by itself is sort of has no meaning really. There was this wise philosopher who sang Ta 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 life is life. Ta 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 you don't know the song? Duran Duran or something? Life is life? Maybe it was only famous in the Netherlands then. <laughs> it's really famous. Nobody knows it. Life is life. Or life is just life. That's the point. Life is life. And by itself, not really much meaning behind it. Life is really, uh, the piece of paper I think has disappeared, but the life is that piece of paper with the two sides, suffering and happiness. And the piece of paper just keeps fl flipping over from one side to the other. Sometimes you have happiness, sometimes you have suffering. And that is really a thing, if you are somebody like the Buddha, you are enlightened means that you fully accept that fact of life. That there is always suffering in life along with happiness. And you actually know that to such an extent that you know that the two are actually, the two sides of the paper are in a way the same. Happiness is suffering. And that is, sort of makes life inherently not have any meaning. But... If you fully accept that, that opens up so many avenues to give life your own meaning. And to me that's great. Once you learn that life inherently, without any deeper purpose, that gives us the opportunity to give it our own purpose. Really make life into uh, something beautiful coming from us. If we go and reflect on what our values are, and if we have good values, then we can use those to create a meaning in life that resonates with us. And by good values, I mean some people, in my humble personal experience, have shitty values. <laughs> some people... They spend their whole lives trying to get rich, trying to get beautiful, trying to get famous, get on the front page of the newspapers, get a new cars, whatever. Or they're just chasing 
sensual pleasures, these kind of things. To me, if those are your values, I grant them to you, as long as you don't hurt anybody else. But I think, pretty shitty values. <laughs> we can have much better values than that. Yeah. And I'll leave it up to you to decide what you, your values are. But it could be responsibility, maybe over your uh, children or family. So responsibility, compassion, generosity, self-awareness, self-care, wisdom, understanding. There's many things. And if we use those values as a guide, then we can find what makes life meaningful to us. To me, it makes my life very meaningful to become more simple, not only with my physical possessions. As a monk, when I travel, I put all my stuff in this, basically, and I just have a little bowl that I eat. Well, it's not very little, but I have a bowl that I eat it out of, and all my stuff fits in there. So that's one of my personal values is simplicity. Also, not only in the outside world, but also inside my mind. Make my mind simple, because simplicity goes together with contentment. If you don't need much stuff in the world, you are content in the world. If you don't ask much stuff from your mind, you'll be content with your own mind. Not even striving for enlightenment. Just happy with whoever you are. Because if you strive for enlightenment, you're never going to get it. Because you'll always be wanting something in the future. And this is, by definition, the opposite of enlightenment. My teacher has one of his favorite stories. is the donkey and the carrot. There's a donkey. And there's a stick tied behind his back. And the and on the stick is a piece of string. And at the end of the piece of string is a nice, juicy, quality carrot. And the donkey wants the carrot. So he starts walking to get the carrot. But the more the donkey moves, the more the carrot moves as well. Because it's tied to his back. They just keep chasing forever the carrot. Just walking, 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 and could walk around the world a thousand times and still not get the carrot because he's just chasing something that by, by chasing, he moves further away. And this is a thing, if we keep chasing after happiness and always keep desiring things to be more happy, then we are always chasing the carrot. We can never be content with the way life is. And this is uh, problematic because you'll never really arrive, never really be content. When the, some, at some point, the donkey actually stops walking, stops running after the carrot. And when the donkey stops, what happens? This is physics. You stop and the carrot moves a bit further away, but then it swings back. Aham! Then the donkey, because he stopped, 
he gets the carrot. <laughs> so this is the thing with not chasing happiness and being content with what happens. And we apply this in life. And things don't go the way we want to. But more relevant in context of this retreat is also to apply it in meditation. We sit down to meditate and maybe we've had some peaceful meditations before and we're like, all right, Sunyo, let's go and get that peaceful meditation again. Uh, it's not just peaceful. Come on, you can do better than that. You are a monk for uh, eight years or whatever. Come on, don't be so restless. Don't be so sleepy. No, if I am like that, I suffer a lot. And I will not be a happy monk. So that's not how I meditate. Instead, I am like, okay, this is the way life is right now. And I'm happy with it. This is the way my mind is right now. Not always the wisest mind does stupid things still. But I accept it the way it is. And over the years I found, the more I accept my mind, the less stupid it becomes. <laughs> I hope anyway. <laughs> I think, but maybe I'm just getting more stupid and therefore I'm not... <laughs> no. <laughs> and I hope you can do uh, the same. Learn to accept things the way they are. And don't think that if I accept things the way they are, then they will stay the same. I have to keep fighting. Then things will change. No. It's very paradoxical. But by first accepting things the way they are, you actually open up avenues for change. And that is uh, the message of this retreat. And also, by not wanting things, but by coming from our values instead of our desires. This is how we can give meaning to life as well. A meaning that resonates with our hearts. So I hope that answers the question, what is the meaning of life? I know it sounds a bit frightening when you learn that life inherently has no meaning. And at least you're sort of alone <laughs> in a scary world where there is nothing to... Uh, no higher authority that tells you what to do. And also no, uh, no purpose behind it all. We're just born and then we die. And in Buddhism we have this idea, we are born and we die again. And then we are born again and we die again. We're born and we die. It's just an endless cycle of rebirth in Buddhism. And you have your small little rebirth in your mind. You always go through the same problems again and again and again. But through Buddhism we learn to escape both these cycles. The cycles in our mind of always craving after things, always getting angry again and again. And also the intrinsically connected bigger cycle of life after life always the happiness and suffering, happiness and suffering. It's just, at some point you see there is not really much meaning behind this. 
and then the great thing actually because if you realize that then you get free because you can let go of chasing after happiness and suffering you can open up and let go of this endless chasing after things like a donkey chasing after the carrot that's actually quite a deep topic to end on this retreat <laughs> and uh, yeah it was supposed to be for beginners but uh, the deepest truths come out when they need to come out so is there anybody else who would have another question to ask okay everybody already found the meaning of their lives everybody fully content excellent well we can do another guided meditation then and after the guided meditation at about three o'clock for those who are still here there is a cup of tea and uh, i will be there for a little bit uh, maybe maybe venerable metaji as well if you just want to say hi or have some other questions maybe personal questions or anything uh, we try not to be there for too long but we can be there for a bit and just come and see us we'll be somewhere out there you'll find us that will be about three o'clock or whatever anyway thank you everybody for joining the retreat just a note some people already had to leave because of uh, work or whatever so it's a little bit less than before but let's do the diehards who are still here <laughs> let's all of us do another meditation together for about half an hour and I think in this session I've talked to you about present moment awareness about relaxing the body loving kindness as well and there's one more meditation that is one of my staples if you were of meditation which is meditation on the breath it's a very uh, widely practiced way of meditating and many people find it very beneficial so in this session i will teach you a little bit of how to start approaching that does that sound like a good idea meditation on the breathing all right if it's not a good idea <laughs> you can do something different by the way I should have said this before but in any guided meditation especially if you already have some experience in meditation and uh, you can always if i guide you you can always decide to do something different if you feel like it's better for you in that moment because our minds are all in different places and some people right now for example might be quite sleepy after having a nice lunch and then if i teach them focus on the breath then it just becomes again this meditation so for those people maybe do some loving kindness or whatever something uplifting that gives you more energy anyway for most of you just follow along we'll do some meditation on the breath And you know now how we start every meditation. By finding a nice posture. 
especially when we will be doing meditation on the breath. It might be beneficial to find a posture where your breath can be nice and open, so not restricting your airflow by sitting bunched up or anything. But you can if you find that is better for you. Maybe just take a deep breath in. And when you breathe out, relax your whole body. You can do that a couple of times if you feel like it, if you feel it's helpful. And we go around as much as you need to, to find good position. Especially take care of your, let's say, problem areas that you know, of your areas that usually get tight, your face, shoulders, neck, back maybe. Just give them a gentle reminder that they can be loose. You surrender your body to gravity. All the muscles just hang in the field of gravity. No need to keep tensions. Be kind to your body. As if it is a good friend who's had a hard day's work. And you're just giving them the opportunity to rest.
kind to all the muscles, also kind to all the internal organs. Let your awareness go throughout your body and wherever your awareness goes, send kindness and relaxation there. Through all the muscles in your face, the back of your head, Your jaw, relax. All the small muscles, tendons and everything in the neck. Let them just calm down. The shoulders, let them just droop. No need to lift anything now. them hang. Relaxation all throughout the arms. And hands as well, relax. And the upper torso, including the organs there, the lungs and heart. To send love and relaxation, kindness. The lower torso as well. The organs there doing having to do with the digestion. Just relax. I notice I have a tiny little pain in one of my intestines or something, so I just stay there for a little bit. If you have any areas you need to stay with for a little bit, do the same as well. And relax wherever your body makes contact with the seat. Descend kindness. Relax your legs as well. Just comforting.
and also your feet, which after our hands are the most sensitive parts of the skin. So it's very important you also relax your feet. Once your body reached a decent level of comfort that you think you can sit here for half an hour or so, also relax your mind. Send the same kind of tender, caring feelings that you sent to the body, send them also to the mind. as if you are loosening internal tension. Imagine your mind was like a rubber band being stretched for a long time, but now you take the rubber band off the stretch and let it loose, let it slack. And notice that we are here now in the present moment. And tell yourself, dear mind, during the next 20 minutes, there's no need to plan or remember the past. We will be okay just staying here in the present, staying with the breath later. After that we can plan if we want. But for now, I wish you dear mind some rest and peace. You can do this in your own words, your own reflections. Use some, what they call cognitive ter- uh, therapy to tell your mind that it's not necessary to think about the past and future right now. And once we've arrived in the present moment decently enough, 
invite the breath into your awareness. Just ask the question, am I breathing in or out? No, no. Wherever you notice this, the fact that you're breathing in or out, stay at that place. When doing meditation on the breath, there's no specific place you need to focus on the breath. Some people prefer to focus on the breath at the tip of the nose, others somewhere in the throat, others in the belly by seeing the belly rising and lowering down again. Or just the whole breath throughout the body. Whatever place feels comfortable to you to focus on the breathing. It's the, that is the right place. And try to See what the quality of the breath is like at that place. What is the breath like? Is it shallow or deep? Are you breathing long breaths? or short breaths. Just get interested in the breath.
and let every breath breath to relax you a little bit more. Let the breath relax both the body and mind. So nice to be with the breath. Just enjoy it. If you find the breath not very attractive to focus on, try sending it some of the loving kindness that we stored in our hearts earlier today. Send it towards your breath as well. Your breath has been there for you your whole life. You're a very good friend. As you breathe in, you breathe in happiness. As you breathe out, you breathe out all your worries. As you breathe in, you breathe in joy. As you breathe out, you breathe out all your unnecessary thinking.
And now, just like, like with a good friend, if we invite a good friend over to our home, they will happily come in and stay for a long, long time. We don't need to hold our friends or bind them to the chair or anything. Same with the breath. We invite the breath into our awareness and we don't need to keep hold of it with our mind. And then the breath will stay for as long as it likes. So just open up your awareness to the breath. Say, you can stay here, breath. And we will relax together. And if you decide to leave, I invite you back in. I will now keep quiet for 10 minutes so you and your breath can hang out together in relaxation, joy and kindness.
sad news. The meditation is coming to an end. Take a moment. See what you feel like right now. Especially take note of the state of your mind. Does it feel like the volume of the thoughts has gone down during this meditation? Or has it stayed the same or increased? Just notice it. If you do feel more peace, less thoughts, just ask yourself, what did I do to get there? Was it the breath or just letting go, accepting, whatever it was? It may have just been a few moments during the meditation when the volume of your thoughts was turned down. Just remember those and what you did in those moments. and say, yeah, next time I'll try to be more like that again. This way we remember, program our mind to react in that way again in the future. And slowly we learn more and more about peace and meditation. My dear friends, this little retreat is now coming to an end. As a final instruction to you, please send a lot of gratitude to yourself for being here, being on this retreat, doing a meditation. Please don't hold any regrets about, I should have meditated more. Don't hold any anger. My meditation is sucks. No. Instead realize that you've done very well. You've tried your very best. Meditated. Listen to these talks. 
survive the bad jokes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yourself for trying and doing your best. This way we always leave meditation with a positive feeling, never with regrets or anger. Just let you have a few more moments for yourself and I'll invite the bell. Now take one more deep breath. <gasps> sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. <laughs> yes, so I will be at having a cup of tea out there if you want to talk to me or whatever. Just say hi, anything. Just wave. Especially if you're so peaceful you don't want to talk to anybody. You can just leave as well. Like the like the burglar leaving the monastery the the place.